Welcome to The Break Room. I'm Martina Nicholas. And I'm Steph Whitman. We'll be hanging out every week talking about current events, pop culture, wellness, and what we deal with while working in the service industry. Pretty much, we have a lot to say about everything. We're unfiltered, relatable, and always trying to break free from society's expectations as women. Break Room is a safe place for those who have marched to their own beat from day one. We want you to know you are not alone. We met doing hair in Phoenix, and the podcast started out as a joke at first. In between clients or mixing up color, we'd say, oh, we should make a podcast and put this on there. Then eventually, it came to life and has been in the making ever since. My name is Martina. I am a black woman living in America. I grew up in the inner city on the south side of Chicago, and coming to Phoenix in 99 was a whole different world and, quite frankly, a lack of culture than what I was used to. I've been in the service industry since my first job at 16 and have always loved people but hated feeling like the help. I got my cosmetology license in 2010 and am now a curl specialist. I am focused on growth and being the best person I can be mentally, physically, and spiritually. I love to empower others and while doing that I have transitioned into advocating for the issues that are glazed over or skewed with misinformation. I want to tackle issues that are relevant to the black community in a way that we see the world and the world sees us. I'm a voice for my own life experiences, but I'm by no means an expert, nor do I speak for all people of my community. Although that is my experience, I promise everything won't be too intense. I hope you learn, laugh, and can relate. I'm Steph, the other half of Break Room. I am also from Chicago, born and raised, We moved to Phoenix in 1999 as well. I got fact-tracked on that one. (laughs) I've been in the service industry since I was 16 as well and have done a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, I have my bachelor's in advertising and public relations. And in 2012, I went to cosmetology school. I've worked at Blockbuster, a tattoo shop, a marketing firm, and now for the past seven years, I've done hair. I've also been plant-based for the past 10 years, and I am really trying to focus my life around being healthy inside and out. But you guys, the struggle is real, especially the last six months. It's important to me that our voices are heard as women, strong women, And I feel like more people need to have an open and honest conversation about what we're going to be talking about. If we can just inspire or motivate one person, I think we've done our job. Thank you so much for coming along on this journey with us. And happy listening! What's up, you guys? So we're back with another episode. We're going to start off with a card. And I think we're going to do rest and balance today. So you can get these cards off of, what was it? Chroniclebooks.com. Okay, so let's pull this card. Interesting. Make space for silence. With so many things demanding our attention all day, we can become used to having our minds fill at all times. 
even when we're unwinding at home at the end of the day, we continue the pattern by consuming more distractions through music, TV, and games. And Instagram. And Instagram. (laughs) Amen. While these things are not inherently bad, their presence means it's rare for our minds to have nothing to do. By putting all distractions aside, we can see what happens when we gift ourselves silence. And such silences are useful, not only for recharging, but also for creativity. Try spending 10 minutes sitting quietly without distractions. That's so difficult for me. Man, I that's cannot a be silent. good like, card. It stresses me out to have clients that don't talk really sometimes it depends if they are just really quiet but i feel like in my head i'm like okay so what should we be talking about or like why are they quiet are they quiet because they like are having a bad day like (laughs) can i help them with that like i just get very like internalized people being quiet but also like anytime that i feel like i'm silent is like praying or meditating yeah. But I don't just, like, sit, sit quiet and meditate. It's, like, a chant or, like, a guided meditation. So totally. the only time I'm silent is when I'm sleeping. And sometimes I talk in my sleep. So I'm, like, never <laughs> Right? I do not talk in my sleep. That's a good thing. Um, to go off of that, though, today we're going to talk about the general election and why it's important to vote at a state level. Why it's complicated. And lastly, where can we find all of this information in one place? Um, Oftentimes, we find ourselves confused, frustrated when it comes to voting, mainly because nothing is broken down to us in simple terms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So... Who exactly runs in the general election? When I say general election, I'm talking about a, a state level. State level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, and we'll talk about this in a second, but my personal experience with voting at a state level, I actually didn't really get that involved in it until like 2016. Yeah. Um, I did not even know... I would literally, this is so terrible and I'm going to out myself, but yeah. I would literally vote for people who had like obscure last names. Same, same. I knew you were going to say that. I said that last name. I knew you were going to say that. So I didn't even honestly pay attention to like anybody or the last election we had was the first time I read the whole book of propositions. Totally. Literally. Yep. And so I read through it and I thought that I knew, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to vote for that. No, I'm not going to vote for that. Well, then there's this part in the back that tells you, like, the people that are for this, this is why they're for it, and the people that are against it. And I shit you not, like, 75% of the things that I was for was literally not what I should have been voting for based upon what the people that were voting for. But that's how that information is set up. It's set up, like, nondescript so that... It works for either side. And so people literally are voting for things they have no idea. So I would pick a name that's like, if your last name was Johnson, you're getting voted in because I feel like maybe you might be half black somewhere. If you have like (laughs) any sort of like different sounding last name, I'm like, okay. I think like, if I can't tell if one of you are minority people. Well, and then I'm like, okay, what's your first name though? If I can't tell if your last name is a minority, if you have a female (laughs) name, I'm probably going to vote for you. Or then I go with my party. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's really what most young, let's say young voters do, right? (laughs) Like, I really didn't get into 
knowing the candidates until i mean honestly like 2016 absolutely but this election for me was so different Mm. so different i spent I mean, how long did I spend? Like, maybe, like, over an hour yeah. researching every single person in the primary that was running. I want to say, I, yeah, I do have you my, know? all of my yes. ballot so, as packets you can see, in my backpack, I mean, you carrying them see, around. You can't see, but, but I have them in my backpack, <laughs> carrying them around. What's on my ballot for totally. the Arizona 2020 general election publicity, publicity pamphlet? Oh. <laughs> Mayor and council election for November 3rd. Which, that's a whole nother thing. Guia de educación para votantes. Apparently, oh, just kidding. Voter education guide. <laughs> and so Proposition good. 449. So I definitely need to read through all of these, yeah. but I'm carrying them around so that every time I open up my backpack and pull out my laptop, you, it forces there. me to see them. Totally. And you're doing I your have work. to get, yeah, you have to read these. You have like, there's to. no way I can't keep voting on people based upon their last names <laughs> no, or if they're dude, women because, like, we shouldn't be like, telling people that we did that. <laughs> why not? Because I don't get it. People doing, do that all everybody's the time. doing that. Everybody. If we didn't don't know lie. that we were doing that, Totally. And we just came to the conclusion that's what both of us are doing. There's probably 80% of <laughs> yes. people doing that. Okay, so let's. this is going to be kind of long episode, but uh, it's going to be a lot of good information, factual yeah, information. Um, so let's just start off by um, state reps, you know, mm-hmm. state house and senate, county assessor, county attorney, county recorder. Which is crazy, all the positions that you have that what they do and what positions you yep, vote we're for. Yep, we're going to go over that. Um, Justice of Peace, Constable, Sheriff, Corporation Commissioner, Governor. That guy there is ruining my life, honestly. The Corporation <laughs> Commissioner is ruining my life yeah, right now. Yeah, we're going to talk about what that person does. Um, revenue, so, you know, obviously uh, allotted uh, money, you know, education. So your school boards, your superintendents, you know, even if you don't have kids that go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, citizen legislation. Uh, county treasurer. Obviously, we got your U.S. Senate and House Senate as well. Um, so that is what is going to be on the general election. Um, I know most of those are going to be in this election, except the government mm-hmm. governor i can't talk he will be 2022 i looking off the top of this list didn't know a constable was still a thing like i thought in my huh? head that's a guy from a western movie that rides a horse <laughs> and hops down with spurs and he's like i'm the constable and, like, yes! comes in and like thinks he has all this yeah. power i did so, not know that was still a thing so crazy so obviously we know what state reps are so that's going to be the people in your district that you are voting for mm-hmm. um your county assessor which is this is insane, okay? I went down a bad rabbit hole with yeah. this because this is the person who decides the amount of property taxes a property owner will pay on your annual basis. Okay, crazy, crazy, right? So the last county assessor was literally, literally suspended for human smuggling. This is of Arizona, by the way. Sale of a child, fraud, forgery, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. He's been in office since 2016. He's going to be faced with 60 felony charges. Dude, does that like fucking blow your mind? Well, 
And in terms of anything like monetarily and you're selling people and fraud and forgery and money laundering, like... And you're in charge of property taxes. So I'm assuming that he probably was getting a real good kickback for the places Absolutely. that he was like doctoring the property taxes. Yeah. Okay, so, sorry. Yeah, that went down. I went down a rabbit hole with that one. So county attorney... Um, you know, obviously, I think we all know what this mm. is, but it's legal advice for the county. Um, there's there's a couple things, you know, that I want to touch base on with this position. Mm. Obviously, I know you're going to want to say a couple of things, too, but um, I personally voted for Will Knight. Uh, I saw him, like, on this YouTube advertisement, actually, or some something, some video came up with him and I was super intrigued. I went to his website, mm -hmm. which we're gonna talk about, um, you know, later in the episode about platforms and yeah. people's websites. It, it was kind of bare, you know, minimal. Mm -hmm. um, he had a lot of things that I liked. He had a lot of um, ethnicity issues mm -hmm. that he kind of touched base on, which, you know, resonated with me. He obviously did not get the nominee in the primary um but that just shows me not having a strong stance in the community can mm -hmm. get you not voted yeah you know well, um, i feel like it's also like in it's nice to go to a website that's not crazy and doesn't have all this crazy like propaganda or anything else on it but yeah. i think in the world of technology people look at that and they think it should be something else totally. or they associate it with you not being as good as someone else or like maybe as present right yeah um so I, I i'll tell you when i was doing this research and then my own research it was hard to find people's platforms yeah um and we're gonna talk about this sinister lady um alistair adele is the current county attorney uh, we got some. We got some beef with her. Absolutely, so much beef with Alistair Adele. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would have, for one, looked at her last name and been like, "Ooh, I love Adele." Like, literally, <laughs> literally, this yep. is how I used to vote. Yep. And then, well, but Alistair isn't a female name. Alistair, <laughs> yeah. dude. And and you know, she does not have an Instagram. She does have a Twitter and. You guys don't judge me. I was in a dark, <laughs> dark space when uh, I was doing this research. And you're totally going to judge me. I made a Twitter account just to troll her. <laughs> That's how I started out on Twitter. Um, I had deleted my Twitter account. I mean, it put me in a bad space. But, like, I just wanted to kind of see what she was saying to the people and the mm -hmm. public. And... Um, because she, she doesn't have an Instagram. Right. So I was like, what is this lady saying to people? Well, but it's scary that she only has a Twitter because, so I watched A Social Dilemma. Yes. And I used to love Twitter. I got off of Twitter because it was distracting me from what I wanted to do in my business and marketing to Instagram. Going so back I knew to rest I needed, and balance. Right. Well, so I need, knew I needed to just pick one platform. Facebook, yes. like you can talk way too much. There's too many opinions on Facebook. Didn't want to do that. And so I chose Instagram. Well, I got rid of my Twitter, but I felt like it put me at this like vulnerable place because I was getting all of my news from Twitter. Well, well, with the social dilemma, fake news spreads six times faster than I'm real Twitter. news on Twitter. So why wouldn't she be on Twitter? Yeah, 
dude, it's scary what she's saying. We should, I uh, I wish I was more prepared. I would have pulled up some of her uh, tweets mm -hmm. because they're scary, man. She is one scary lady. Uh, she is obviously very vocal about uh, her stance mm -hmm. um, as being a Republican. Yeah. Very vocal. Mm -hmm. um, but she tries to play at the community's heartstrings and act like her job well, is so her hard slogan and like her decisions. Is, uh, I saw in her sign, her slogan is um, protecting family and children. Well, where were you uh, when you decided about Deion Johnson's case? Right. Like, You're not what about protecting family? any family. What? He was someone's child. Like you. Absolutely. So, vocally, Deion Johnson is someone in Arizona who the same day that George Floyd was murdered, Deion Johnson was murdered by an ADOT officer, George Cervantes, and Alistair Adele decided that there were no criminal charges that needed to be pressed. Yeah. Or charged, but he's someone's family. He's someone's child. Like, how is yeah, that absolutely. any different? And you know, this is definitely just talking about you know positions and stuff like that. But I want to touch on like, what about her family? You know, like, what right. if her son was in that situation with Dion? Like, how would you feel? Well, you would never, as a county attorney, let a police or ADA officer shoot your child or kick them Absolutely. while they were bleeding out or not let EMS come to their rescue. Like, yeah, you he would literally him. held him down mm -hmm. for how many? Six minutes? Mm -hmm. Until he called over the paramedics. That was literally like 20 feet away Yeah, off of the uh, turnpike. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy what... It's crazy when you think about the people that have power in your areas and in your That's, communities because they don't think from a position of empathy or any of this happening to their family because it wouldn't happen to their family, technically. But you need to put people in power that are thinking of the, the, lower, the lowest group that there Absolutely. is and advocating for them because it isn't going to do anything but help everybody else involved. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, you know, I'm not telling you who to vote for. We're not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you who not to vote for. You if you know? go to my Instagram, I'll probably tell you who to vote yeah. for. Yeah, <laughs> you know, go to go to Martina's Instagram. My rants are kind of getting me in trouble a little bit, but um, I mean, anyway. So county recorder, you know, that is someone who just oversees voter registration, maintains recorded documents for the county. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Right. I feel like that is really interesting because. Yeah. Overseas voter registration. Right, what do you have to... I don't understand. I mean, I guess Are you it's in the charge? person that's checking, like, if your voter registration matches your address, oh, maybe? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Is what yep. I'm thinking that is, but... I that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Justice of the Peace, obviously, I think we all know what that is, but it oversees small, small claims, evictions, orders of protection, traffic violations, drunken driving cases, and other misdemeanors. I didn't know any of that. I literally, if you have told me justice of the peace. I thought it was like marriage. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like you go to, that's where my parents, they went to the justice of the peace I think they also probably oversee that. But yeah. I mean, there's other things that they do. They oversee. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, that is That's a quite lot. a bit. Um, Constable, obviously, um, Martina <laughs> the said. The guy on the horse with the spurs. <laughs> the guy in the ho on the horse. Uh, no, he's just an officer um, in county court. So he's the one, I'm assuming that's like bailiff? Yeah, like a bailiff. Yeah, that's like a bailiff. Yeah. Okay, that makes um, sense. Sheriff. But in county court? I don't know if bailiff's oh, yeah. in like, yeah, yeah, that makes totally. sense. So sheriff, obviously, we all know. I put a blank for that because we all know who what a, the sheriff is. Um, corporation commissioner. 
So this is a person, the person that regulates the rates, business practices, health and safety of many utilities, plus corporations, securities, and railroads. I have been like wanting to run for corporation commissioner. Really? Only because I'm trying to change my LLC from my old LLC to a new <laughs> LLC, and I have submitted this paperwork three times. Stop. And they keep telling me that something's wrong with it. The first time, oh, I didn't you told print me. my name where I printed my name in the box where it said printed name, sent it back, it was wrong sent that back and now there was something completely different that was wrong so i just refilled out the whole paper and, sent and they it. told I don't you even they know. couldn't help you right yeah and so at the office when you go and drop it off i asked someone there if that was what it was talking about because all the things that were on that paper that said i didn't do i did them and she told me specifically that they're not allowed to help you with any of the paperwork that's and so nine. the Corporation commissioner should make it easier to read and easier to understand. Yeah, absolutely. If or no have one help. can help can you. you. Have help? Yeah. Seriously. Um, okay. Next, we have governor, which you know we all know. Hopefully, what that is, uh, they are responsible for implementing state laws and overseeing the operation of the state executive branch. And in our our state. Yeah. They are, our governor's kind of not responsible for anything. He likes to not be responsible. Totally. And he puts it any... on like mayors. Yeah. yeah. Um, revenue. So, yep, that's just what it is. That's money allotted. Um, we have our education, which is school board superintendents, um, citizen legislation. So, I didn't know that that is what it is. Mm -hmm. um, this is when you sign all of those petitions, you know, when those people come up with um, mm -hmm. the clipboards and stuff like that. That is what that is. So if you get a certain amount of signatures, that's going to be on the ballot for you to vote. So mm. that actually goes hand in hand with recalls. Yeah. So recalls, this is very interesting that I didn't have this on our uh, list to talk about, but this is insane. Um, and I'm just going off the top of my head from like all of the research that I did. It's when you're trying to recall a governor. So say you mm. want to recall Doug Ducey. I didn't even know you that was have a thing. to right? You have to get five hundred thousand signatures in I think it's like sixty days. That's not, that's like more than a full time job. Like how you how have to have like a full even, squad like of people knocking on every door every in the city. Every single door and it was during COVID when someone tried to recall him. So how are, how, where are people going? Like, how are you getting these signatures? Yeah. I'm, so I'm that's glad interesting. That we covered this though, because I have been wanting to start a petition for the Crown yeah. Act, like in our state, because state legislation has to pass that. So basically like saying that it's acceptable to wear like your natural hair and dreads and oh, locks and things at, at work, work and it not be punishable. But when you go to the Crown Act's website, the only thing that it has on there is for like a state legislator to petition them or to get information from them on That's how to pass it. So I literally have a like a change.org like doc on my phone that I've pulled up and like want it to do. But from seeing what this is now, I'm like, okay, so if that's the case, totally, I can do this position. I feel like the salon industry right now, especially trying to like bring together and bridge together like mm -hmm. the racial injustice and like the gap, go to salons, yeah. get a certain amount of signatures and then totally. hopefully people can vote on it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's a good idea. Yeah. See, good thing we're doing this episode. Um, and then we have county treasurer. So they uh, regulate the rates, the business practices. Did I just say that? No. Yes. Yeah, sorry. We already went over that. Just kidding. I'm just like rereading what I have on here. 
Um, that's because I got sidetracked by freaking <laughs> I recalls. You. No, 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 no. I it's because I was so was passionate about recalls. I didn't realize that you could recall a governor, especially because I don't know, I don't know how long Doug Ducey has been the governor, but I feel like I thought there was like a timetable, like after like the election, maybe it was like six months you could yeah, recall no, a governor. You can at any time that they're in office. Sorry, guys. Okay, so and then the last is obviously U.S. Senate and House. That is, um, you guys know what that is. Uh, that is the position that Martha McSally got appointed to yeah. when John McCain passed away. Mm-hmm. So nobody voted for her. She was put into office by Mr. Doug Ducey. Okay, going on to why is it so important to elect at a state level? Local elections are what we have our voices heard, better opportunity for us to be heard moving forward. You know, I hate saying this, but it's kind of like we're all pulling the rope in the same direction. You're right. Right? That's Mm -hmm. why we need to vote at a state level. Um, Before a law is passed, it must be voted on at your state senate and state house of representatives before your governor decides to approve it veto it or allow it to pass into law so it's kind of important where these candidates stand right right Right. on topics like education immigration policing climate change public transportation that's huge rent marriage equality and minimum wage you know um so this is a little quote that i got from um dr cobbs which she is a chair and associate professor of government at stoford university so simply put voting is power the theory of democracy is that it is a government for and by the people and the vote is the basic building block that gives people the power to control their government and to shape what policies they want and the future direction of their town, their state, and their country. She says, adding that your vote should serve as a great equalizer. Which makes sense if you're thinking that your Senate and House of Representatives both have to approve something. Like, you Mm want to have cohesive government to get anything passed. And traditionally, that we have had that. Yeah. Depending on what side you're on, but it's important at a state and local level because that's really what affects you. Like, yes, there are things from the nation, like federally, that are laws, but realistically, like if you're getting pulled over in the city that you live in, or yeah, the president's going not going to help you, right? If you're going to court, <laughs> like it's definitely what the people you voted into your space believe in, or what they're yeah. doing, or what they stand for. Yeah, the, these are people that are coming from the community that should be for the community, for the people. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. of the community i mean that's what really matters is just having people i guess passionate right, right? yeah definitely. that you know that could be lost in translation as well you know but i think it's most important that you know you have people that care yeah absolutely why do you think that it's so complicated yeah so that's that's i think you know personally i think it's built 
obviously, to be complicated. Um, but according to Tia Johnson, she's the founder and ex- executive, I can't talk, director of the Senator for Technology and Civil Life. It's a U.S. nonpartisan nonprofit that is working to ensure that people, whether they're voting in person or by mail, on election day or throughout the year encounter an easy seamless secure process that's that's her job she says when we look at comparable democracies the u.s has the lowest voter turnout rates in the world that's crazy insane in u.s presidential elections only around 60 percent of registered voters show up at the polls and the numbers are even lower for local elections. That means nearly 40% of the US citizens are not voters, which adds up to nearly 100 million people. That's where I got that stat Mm -hmm. for our other episode. Why? We have a system where even the most persistent voters come up against exhausting barriers a system where 20th century technology like fax machines and outdated practices stand in the way of full vibrant participation right like it's 2020 i feel like there should be an app to vote girl when i was doing research for this episode it was literally blowing my mind that you have to still fax things in it's crazy right like that is so insane to me and i mean i guess you could go to fedex or kinko's but like for example especially with COVID, i had to go to kinko's before i bought a printer because that was a big thing in my life i had to buy a printer to stop going places but i needed to i don't even remember what i needed to go do or to go fax but their fax machine didn't work and there's Mm -hmm. not another place around me that i can fax if you don't work in a doctor's office yeah or or what if people like can't get somewhere right yeah exactly and (laughs) in arizona like our public transportation system is like nearly non-existent yeah absolutely so it's just there's a lot of um barriers i guess yeah is like the better word or um hurdles Mm -hmm. to get over and why it's so complicated like it's insane to me that in the united states it's that complicated well, and it's like, how do we claim we're the greatest country in the world oh, when don't get me started. 40% of people won't vote? Like, what does that tell you? Yeah, it's insane. So, okay, here, in 2018, over 950 counties did not have voter information online, or sometimes a ballot would have over 100 people on it. So there's, like, multiple pages of this ballot. Like, what? How do you... I mean, everyone can... Like, how do you even go through 100 people? I don't even want to read 100 names. I don't even know 100 people. I definitely don't know 100 <laughs> like, people. <laughs> I, like, I just am, it's, you know, I keep, keep, keep saying this. But when I was researching for everything, um, local and state and all that stuff, I had to go through, I kid you not, 10 different websites to look for information. Um, and then there were two people that were running that didn't even have, like, websites. I think it was just, like, their name and their picture. And what part was like a real estate card? Literally. (laughs) Like, what does that even help me? Um, Or their stance, you know, or their policies. Like, it doesn't say anything about anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like their name. Okay, Um, what does that do? It tells me either they have, or it portrays like either they have no idea what they're doing or they don't really want to be involved. Totally. Or they're running on a post. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's most cases, is mm-hmm. they're running unopposed. It's just hard. I think, um, you know, for state levels, people just don't even know, like, what their jobs are. I think people just assume that you don't vote for those people. Like, that mm-hmm. it's a job interview. Totally. Like, they go in and get interviewed or picked by someone, like, kind of like the cabinet does, and yeah. then that's just how that's it is. It. Yeah, so, you know, I have another quote because I'm full of quotes today. Um, but, you know, I really wanted this to be kind of like facts. Um, an article on Foreign Policy magazine said, there is no inherent problem with requiring some sort of ID. The issue is that when strict ID laws are ruled out, while substantial segments of the population don't have an ID or don't have access. So that is, so a lot of people don't vote because they don't have an ID. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for them to get an ID um, because they don't drive. So right. then they need to get a ID card. Mm-hmm. But the expire. thing is, you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. How are you going to pay for it if you don't have a job? How are you going to get to the DMV if you don't have a car? How yeah. are you going to, what, you don't want to, or you can't take Uber because you don't have any money. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is all something that ties into why is it so hard? Most states, I mean, that's the that's the rule is the the whole ID thing. It's really hard for people. That is hard, and that's I I don't know. I feel like though, at least I think in this state, like it's technically illegal to not have ID. Yeah. So then. Yeah. But how is that enforced? Because I feel like if that was enforced, then people would have to have ID, and then more people could vote because they would have ID. Yeah. But like, like we, I just mentioned, like our public transportation system is like pretty much non-existent. Like we have the light rail downtown yeah. that pretty much goes from nowhere to nowhere, and then we have some like busing busing system, like more into Phoenix. But like I grew up more in Peoria, like outside yeah. of the city, we would have to drive from where I lived to the mall to even catch the bus. Yeah. And then the mall just went from like the one mall to the other mall. So I would still need to get picked up mm-hmm. after catching the bus. Well, and what do you do when you live in a small city? Nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like where are you getting, yeah. like what are you, I don't know, like this whole like over 950 counties that yeah. didn't have information. That's mm-hmm. like all small counties. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably the same people running over and over and yeah, over again and in those counties. And they know they're just going to win. Absolutely. That's crazy. So nuts to Like me. knowing that you're a shoe-in and you don't even have to do anything to Literally like, anything. Well, and like you're not changing a platform because you don't have to appease any people. You yeah, know what I mean? you're, you're not, not changing your stance because mm-hmm. you don't need, nobody is questioning right. your stance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like more and more now, mm-hmm. because of the younger vote, People yeah. are like, oh, I need to appeal to the younger voter because mm-hmm. they actually are paying attention right. to what is happening or paying attention to the platform that I'm running on. Well, and out here, I feel like after seeing the numbers, too, like so many of our voters aren't in that level. Like if you think of just like, in my mind, people that vote are not, people that aren't aware of these positions yeah, aren't in the position to go and vote for them like they have no idea like I feel like before 
starting to vote on different platforms and propositions like okay there's the senate and there's the house of representatives mm -hmm. and that's kind of all that's ever talked about like on a grand scale of tv yeah absolutely but there's literally an election like every couple of years in mm -hmm. your state locally and two that's year. i think it's every like every two, two years. years yeah and everything can literally change that easily in two years quickly yeah. you can vote for someone else or you can totally and i hate this is i hate this um is how they word mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. on the ballot yeah like I just think that's absolutely crazy because it's almost like they tried they try to trick us into what we're voting for. No, let's see. You know, um, just the word wording is just trickery. It is. <laughs> it's trickery and sorcery and it's manipulation. It's honestly manipulation. <laughs> totally. Mm -hmm. It's manipulation because they know that for one, like I opened up. The proposition 449 ballot just to see if i could find like a sample of what wording is and on two pages there's four different letters dear voters from paid for yes by valley wise all of them are from the same place but there's all this information that you need to read like and no one's going also, to wait so question for you if you go to vote in person how do you remember all this stuff okay so you do right. a ton of research for what let's say like two hours mm -hmm. Okay, you go to the polls, it's your first time voting, so you're kind of like, uh, I don't know what's happening. What if you forget all the stuff that you just read? Well, and how easy is that? I feel like you literally have to have like, like a, a test. Yeah, it is like a test, and how many people are bad test takers? Oh my God, right? And get stressed out, and then you're in a place that it's hopefully, well, and but hopefully the place is busy. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. in a place that hopefully a lot of people are trying to vote. But how much anxiety is that going to give you? And then so you think that someone's anxiety. waiting for like your station, or you think that you can. And like no one is saying that, but it is the rushed feeling. And typically, traditionally, when I've voted, the people that are working at these places do not want to be working at these places. Well, and so they aren't warm. They aren't like necessarily nice to you. You know what I mean? You just mm -hmm. want to get out of there. And also, how are they going to do it with COVID? Because don't, how I voted last time, isn't it on a screen? Yeah. So is everybody going to touch the same screen? Or are they going to, like, be sanitizing I, everything? I don't know. That is a very, very good question. We're going to oh have to God, take our own sanitizer. Right? Literally, like, take your own, like, little pocket. That's sad that we would have to do that. But I feel like, just to be sure, you never know. Especially coming from us having such high rates at one point. Right. Because it's just like, well, you know, now talking about this, it's just like, to recap everything, it's like knowing all the information after mm -hmm. you've done countless hours of research. Because like I said, there are places where there's going to be 10 people on the ballot. Right. You so know? it's like doing the research, knowing the research, memorizing the research, like making flashcards for yourself to remember. Yeah. Or do you have I mean, like a, a lot of like names you remember? It, it is a lot totally. of work. And then, you know, going to the polls if you're going to be voting in person. Mm -hmm. Now we're, like, scared of COVID. So you're touching right. a screen that who knows how many people have already touched. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot to actually think about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. It is really crazy. It's crazy that there's so many different positions that people don't know that they can vote for. So I'm glad that, like, we were able to put this information out there, at least, like, specifically from our state. Yeah. But all states have these positions, and all states have yeah, this these is positions across the board, are all elected guys. officials. Yeah, these are elected officials. Meaning that you can change that at any time you want to because you're the person that elects them. Yeah, totally. And so, you know, a lot of arguments that I've heard or that again you know going off of 
our other episode that we did about the presidential election it's you know my vote doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um you know or going off of the same thing third party voting um like if i voted for like will knight Mm -hmm. for district attorney because Mm -hmm. i love him you know i want him to be district attorney but that is literally throwing my vote out the window and voting for alistair yeah the devil so we don't want to do that you know There's a lot of change that I think can happen if people are just willing to put themselves out there and to kind of take the risk and get over like the feel of the fear of failing or the feeling that everybody knows what's going on. Because I feel like from talking to anybody that I know, unless they've been like an avid voter for a long amount of time, like nobody really knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can't find the information in one spot. We need we need a system maybe online Mm -hmm. i know there's like the ballot website yeah but like we need something fast that's gonna be like this is their platform Mm -hmm. because typically it'll just say their name uh if they've been in office for longer than however many years or Mm -hmm. if this is the first time running and their party affiliation well, and then a lot of stuff, especially, like, when I look up stuff, I get so sidetracked. And oh, so, same. like, go down so many rabbit holes that it's, like, I would want to look up all ten of these different positions, but I'll probably look up two and then look up something else and then be spiraled out on something else and then forget that I don't mm-hmm. know what a constable is. Well, yeah. So there's not anything where you can, especially in smaller cities, where you can have this information all in one touch well, of... The computer. What if you don't have? A I was computer? just gonna say that. Like, yeah, it's twenty twenty, but what if you don't have access to a computer and the internet? There's yeah. only a certain amount of ballots that come to your house, and I don't know for sure if you have to be registered to receive political information. But I well, feel yeah, like you have to be registered as a voter, right? So if you're not registered, you're not getting. Oh, any you're not even getting. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're not so even getting. So like, how anything. are you gonna be able to learn anything to then totally. be able to want to vote if they don't like? You don't, I mean, I'm all for the planet, like not wasting all this paper. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to print all of that out. But if I was someone who's never voted before, but was interested in voting, but didn't know how to vote or didn't know about propositions, this like how would I expect to find that out if I Discourages had, people for yeah, sure. Yeah, if I had no internet access, how would I find this out? You wouldn't. And that's right. the whole point. Mm-hmm. So they want it to be confusing like this. It's wild. <laughs> Um, cause I didn't know a lot of this stuff until, you know, I started researching and, you know, I was thinking about this. Do they even teach all of this in school? No, not at all. And I think that's why. Why didn't we have like a voting class in high school? Like right. just like one class. Well, I guess like government, like U.S. government, but I'm But it's just sure. U.S. government. Why does it break apart? Like you, that's why I feel like a lot of people know about the Senate and the House of Representatives, but don't know anything else because when do you learn that? Yeah, like we need, I think we did my senior year, I think we did state, but honestly, I think by my senior year, I was just like so over it and it was split, like Mm -hmm. US government and state, Mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't like one class for just like all of state government. Well, and like in my high school, and like maybe it was just through our district, like the only reason you took government and econ was because it was a half credit like driver's ed. Yeah. But, you know, what would be really cool is if they had a class and they, like, kind of, like, taught you how to do this research. Right. How to vote or, like, what to expect when you're going to vote at a voting mm-hmm. poll in person. Well, and if we treated this as something that was, the like, the 
great responsibility that it is. Like it's yeah. a lot of responsibility, but that's the only way that you can change anything well, in your state or in your county, in your community is by voting at that level. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, if you're 18 when you're a senior, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to vote. Right. So this is very important. I mean, just like I think all kids should learn how to like balance a checkbook. Right. You know, all kids should be able to know how to vote or have those tools, resources available to them. Well, and then it's like coming off of this, like you vote for someone that is in charge of schools and the superintendent that's going to have that type of platform, right? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what type of platform they even run on now. I feel like the superintendent out here has been the same superintendent, like since I graduated high school. Yeah. And it depends on the district that you live in, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because I think here it's Madison School. Oh, yeah. And I grew up in like Peoria Unified School District. Totally. Like it's the same superintendent <laughs> that it was. Well, like that's you know, the same superintendent's stay, hand I shook for my diploma. Totally, they stay in um, office for a long time. Position in a really long time. I want to say like probably ten years. Or yeah, so, that's what I was gonna say. You know, ten years. Especially if they're running unopposed. Unopposed. Yeah, easily. Easily. So I mean, as much as it's like probably feels hopeless, I feel like you're trying. I feel like we should try to like interact with people or surround ourselves with Mm like-minded people Mm -hmm. you know that every day we're going to try to make a difference you know maybe in like our communities or our lives or our friend circles like Mm -hmm. just i think you know i'm getting sidetracked but trying to be around like-minded people i feel like that will give us some hope well and i feel like too like you have to a big thing that I've learned in life is, like, once I realized, like, I call it being an adult, but just in general, like, life isn't really about anything else besides, like, who you know. Yeah. And, like, what they know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, life is all about networking. So if you apply that to voting and you apply that to researching things and, like, you know someone that knows how to vote or you know someone that you know votes, ask them how yeah, they learned how to vote. Ask totally. them how they got. And most of the time people that vote want you to vote or want to help you learn how to vote because they've been in that position at some point. Yeah, it's not anything to be, like, um, embarrassed about. I think uh, talking to a lot of people, you know, like, oh, why haven't you voted? I mean, there's so, so, so many reasons why people say they don't vote, but I think a lot of it is, like, it's it's hard. Like, I I don't know what to do. I've never voted or my family doesn't really vote, you know, so... I've never really showed an interest in voting or anything like that, I guess. Well, and there's so much distraction now that it's not like that's what you're talking about in school with your friends. Like, yeah, it's hell not. Hell no. Nobody's, none of your friends, if your parents aren't voting, then you're probably not voting. Yeah. And we, when we went to the Dion Johnson, Brianna Taylor vigil, like yeah. Rocky from We Rise, and like the one thing that resonated with me with what he was saying that I thought about, because I never thought about it, he was like, don't be embarrassed if you haven't registered to vote. Yeah, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah, well, and he even encouraged, like, if you don't want to come up here and sign the paper, go online and vote. Nobody will know that you've never registered. So where can we... Go online and register. I mean, tomorrow's the last, is the deadline, but where can they vote, or register to vote? ServiceArizona.com out here is the best place. Yeah, Um, I've been telling people online, too, like, literally just Google it, like, because... The way that the internet works, Google already knows where you are. Yeah. Like type in the honestly, yeah. it, and it'll it brings up things that are local to you. It brings up yeah. things that are in your area. So type in like how to register to vote in my state, in whatever your state may be, in California, in Alabama, wherever. How to register to vote? Totally. How to register to vote for my city? 
Totally. I think Rocky should totally run for something. I was telling Greg the other day. I'm yeah. Like, I know he goes to, like, city council meetings, but he should, like, run for something yeah. for real yeah. because he's super inspirational. I think so, too. There'll be podcast goals to get him on here. I oh, my it. gosh. We like should totally yeah. interview him. Yeah. Like, if you are listening to this, Rocky. Please be on our podcast. And if <laughs> you're not, you will be because we are going to snag you on the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he just has, like, a... a I don't know how old he is. I mean, looking we, at him. We literally they, don't know anything no, about him no. other than how inspirational Yeah, he he's a very, very great speaker. He's very passionate. Um, he's very, like, organizes a lot. But he seems really young, but he also seems wise. And, like, he's been through a lot. And I feel like totally. it'd be very inspiring to have him on. So, totally on a tangent. But we are going to have Rocky on this podcast. <laughs> Put that into the universe right now. Yes. All right. Well, guys, with that being said, I think we're done here. Thanks for joining us for another episode. And uh, remember, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Yes. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us. Whether it's for a release or to gain more knowledge, we really appreciate you. You can follow me, Martina, on Instagram at the number four, all curl kind. And me, Steph, at Killer Vegan. Follow our podcast on Instagram at The Break Room Podcast PHX. Leave us a review of our episode to help us inspire others. We look forward to dropping more gems next week. Breaks over.